the next two days go without encounters and uh, the weather warms up a little bit. The wind dies down a little bit. It's still super cold, of course, but it's your more normal kind of cold. And uh, you guys make it to the village of Burple Nook. I'm going to share that map with you in a minute, but first everybody take one XP. All right, so you approach from the southwest side. There's just two little buildings coming up. Okay. That uh, the larger of the two buildings, the one closer to you, it looks like a shop of some kind. And uh, there's an open door, and you can see a woman walking around inside, like sort of dusting and cleaning. When she sees you guys, she looks at you and uh, and smiles and waves. Not like she knows you, but kind of a howdy stranger. Yeah, Alfred waves back. I think he'll amble over towards the uh, the woman. Okay, she uh, she sets her broom down, and she says, uh, "Ah, are, are you coming to, coming to stay or just passing through? We haven't uh, we haven't seen a lot from your clan lately." Uh, passing through, we I think we uh, heard down south that uh, PQ has gone missing. We came up to uh, see if we could offer any assistance. PQ, P two, bloater Robin. Hmm. Well, I don't know anything about that, but uh, perhaps we can be of assistance. You see, uh, come on in, come on in. My, my husband here, Armand, he's an alchemist, and uh, I do a little magic of my own. Uh, perhaps you could uh, find something here that you like. And you see a very nicely kept, although sort of really rustic-looking shop with different potions and there's even spell components, uh, different types of herbs and dried fruits and like, you know, bats' wings and lizards' eyes. And they've, they've got it all here. He goes in. Um, I don't know if the other two follow, but he just, you know, he just starts making small talk. Like he'll pick stuff up and look at it. Like maybe he'd be interested, but he's really just trying to get some information. Oh, if, if it's information that you're looking for, you you might want to go to Ruby's Nest. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's where the, the travelers hang out, you know, the uh, the adventurers. <laughs> you're an adventurer, yes? Uh, yes. Um, but you didn't see her. She didn't stop here at your shop on the way through. Oh, no, no. I think that uh, I think that I would have noticed that if a legendary warrior came through here. No, no. Uh you know, uh, there's a lot more important, significant uh, places up in the northern wastes. I don't see why Peaky would have even wasted her time stopping here. Well, if it's on the way between here and there, time to stop for a hot meal and a horn of ale. Armand pops up from behind the counter. He literally pops up <laughs> like, like a <laughs> jack-in-the-box, and he says... Uh, you want the warm meal and the hot meat and the meal and the sweets and the, that's where you go to you go to Ruby's. Go on down to Ruby's Nest and they'll take care of you good. Uh, you can't tell if this guy's drunk or if you just you know something wrong with his brain. But he scrambles his words up and he's smiling and kind of drooling a little bit. He he, he looks at him and then he he looks over at Hothroth and and then you know kind of shakes his head. <laughs> this is uh. You guys see anything that you like before we uh, head out to Ruby's? Anything uh, you need to stock up on? And uh, Hot Roffin's actually over there. He has uh, a jar of 
some kind of mixture of eyes. And he's not looking at it, though. He's, like, listening to it. He has it, like, cupped in his hands. And he's, like, listening. He's like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he'll take it, put it back on the couch. No. And just walk his way out. <laughs> uh, Jalessa has gone back into the corner with her husband. And uh, the, she's leaning over the counter. And he's leaning over the other side of the counter. And they're whispering to each other. Uh, can I try to overhear? Uh, be like a listening awareness kind of thing. You don't have like an awareness skill, do you? I don't know. Yeah, we call it a psyche if you give me a six. All right. I will attempt to do so. Uh, no, two ones and yeah. a four. Yeah, no, there, it, um, it, it does strike you as a little bit suspicious because you kind of get the hint they're whispering about you. Um, he he just passes it off like he can't hear, so he'll just wait till they get outside before mentioning it. Maybe he, okay. he makes eyes at, at uh, Drake and kind of like lifts his chin and then like tilts his head at them, you know, whispering. And then uh, the guy sort of he pops back down below the counter and he pops back up several feet over, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about PQ." I, I thought she said something else. PQ Bloderoppin, uh, right? The place, uh, the person with the the legendary, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, she was here actually. Bought some potions uh, and then uh, headed north, hunting, hunting the snargle. Hunting the snargle. Did she say oh, what her destination was? Snargle. Just the the snargle. Does anyone here in Bumble Nook know? Where the snargle may make its lair? Uh, well, you know, uh, snargle snatches usually uh, live uh, you know, up in up in the mountains. Uh, come down, come down to eat the people. Come back, uh, go back up uh, to sleep. Um, they spend a lot of time. Sleep. I don't know a whole lot about snargles, um, but uh, he sort of stares into space for a long time, and then he goes, "PQ, PQ is here." Uh, bought some potions just before she headed up north, hunting snorkel. Oh, thank you. That's that is most helpful. Yeah, I always like to be helpful. See anything you like? Talk to my wife, Giselda. And he pops back below the counter again. It's kind of amazing how quick he pops up and down. Uh, I, he just he looks to her and and says, uh, "Well, we we appreciate the help, but uh, kind of waves his hand to uh, Seems like we're uh, we have what we need. Uh, perhaps on the way back, we may uh, need to uh, to stop before heading oh, south sure. again. Sure, sure, because you always have important things to do. I understand, but uh, you know we do have some uh, some healing some healing potions. We've got some tinctures and we've got some ointments. You always could use some ointments. You're walking. You're walking a long way, right? Uh, heading up north, are you? Uh, so it would seem. Yeah, you're you're going to need some of these things. Now, I don't want to tell you what to do with your money, of course, but uh, you're not going to get another stop. Not after this place. That's the wasteland no, we'll, up there. We'll we'll keep that in mind. Uh, we we need to uh, to dry off and warm up a little bit. Oh well, all right. Uh, she actually pats your face if you let her, and she yeah. says, uh, "Oh, so brave, so young." <laughs> okay, boys. Uh, you'll come back when you need it. And she picks up her broom and goes back to sweeping. 
And uh, yeah, Halford walks back out. You guys, um, there's a weird smell in that place. Everybody give me a brains roll. Six. Five. Six. Yeah, you all know what it was. It was sulfur. Really strong smell of sulfur in that place. And are all around the place, actually. It's Bakwana. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, right? Is my map still up there? Yep. Okay, yeah. So you guys are way down in the lower left corner in that very first building. The lowest mm-hmm. of them all. Now, so, that little building behind there seems to be a, the cottage uh, where Gisilda and Armand live. Um, he just says to them, you know, bef- before uh, Armand was so forthcoming with their information, they were in private conversation. It seemed as if they were, I, I couldn't really overtell, but it looked like they were pointing at us, talking about us. Um, I don't think anything strange is going on here, do you? Oh, God. I mean, they they could have just been in matrimonial conversation. I mean, maybe it was, if maybe they maybe they were looking to spice things up, and they think that a stranger running into town would be just the thing. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, Alfred. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Drake shakes his head at Hot Rothen and then looks at Halfred and says, "There is something they are not telling us." We should be on our toes then at Ruby's. I think at this village, I think we should be on our toes at all times. Do you mind, Halfred, if I check on you? He he like he holds his arms up to the sides and he kind of like spins around. <laughs> yeah. Drake wasn't really excited for the fact that he that Halfred let that lady touch his face. So oh. he is so he is gonna cast diagnosis and he's gonna see if she did anything to him when she did that. That is a great idea. I mean, Alfred is is kind of surprised because he was just like sort of jokingly like, ah, here I am, take a look. And then he like starts doing his thing and he's like, whoa, whoa wait, what, what are you doing? Yeah, so uh, go ahead and, and roll, give me your give me your total here. We'll see okay. what you figure out. Before, you know, as he's doing it, he says, he tells Alfred, he says, never let a stranger come in contact with you if you don't know their intentions. Hmm. That's a nine. Yeah, you beat a five easily. Um, she she didn't do anything to him, um, but there is something on his face. It's There's a slight wetness, and it's it's not it's not in him. It's just sort of left on him, like maybe a snail trail. Okay. He takes a handkerchief out of his pocket and begins to, uh, is it dry? It's dry here, you said, right? Or is it still wet around? Oh, it's, the wind has died down, but you are in, uh, you're in Arctic area. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So he's going to. He's going to find some snow and just kind of put it into his handkerchief and kind of make it a little damp and then just proceed to wipe away whatever was left on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of like jerks Very back. And says, what, what was that? Did, did she do something? She, she might, she may have marked you to keep tabs. And he, he kind of like, you know, he starts to like puff himself up, and like kind of starts to take a step towards the door. And then he, he, he stops himself. <laughs> he says, no, it's, uh, 
All right. Uh, good advice. Good advice. Thank you. Uh, thank you for catching that. Uh, and then he kind of slightly nods to him. In the uh, center of town, which uh, is just sort of that vague roundish area in sort of the middle of this whole thing, you can see a couple people setting up carts because now that the, the weather's getting a little bit nicer, it looks like they're setting up the little you know marketplace, the village market. I mean, I, I guess we head that way and see what's going on in the market before actually hitting rubies. What do you What do you guys think? Word of mouth is always the best way to find someone who's lost. Uh, well, there's a number of different uh, stalls. There's different kinds of fruits and meats and dried goods. Uh, most of the stuff is consumables here. And remember, this town does occasionally get traveling wanderers or, you know, like adventurous souls. It's like the sort of like the last stop on your way to the northern marshes. So there's sort of a focus here on stuff you need on the road, like, you know, like uh, high calorie, high density, high protein, dried goods and breads and that sort of thing. Stuff that you can put in your pack and take with you. They very much cater to the the traveler up here. So if you guys wanted to stock up, this might be a good time to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, what does our supply situation look like? Well, you're not wealthy people, uh, and you have been on the road for three days. You don't really want to carry too much more than you have to. So my guess is you're about out of food, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I will uh, pick up some some dried meats. Yeah. I mean, we could make water, right? I mean, there's enough snow that we can get a fire going. And I just did make water. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, actually, um, just a little bit north of the, uh, I wish he, I could like mark this with a pointer and you could see it and stuff like that. If you okay, use so the mouse on that on that screen, we should be able to see your mouse moving around. You think so? Do you see I my mouse? So. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. Okay, so this whole area here is the market. I never knew that. That's amazing. This is the market right here. But right up here, you can see there is a well. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we probably do have water skins, right? I mean, that would be. Mm. Yeah, but again, you've been, you know, well, there's snow everywhere. It's not like it's hard for you to find water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if we have skins, it would make sense to fill up those as well. Yeah. Okay, so there's really nobody around except for these farmers. Uh, and it's it's fairly early in the morning, you know, so you don't expect a whole lot of people to be up. But you do hear a little bit of noise and what you think might even be music from this L-shaped building way up here. And the sign in front says, Ruby's Nest. It's got a picture of a bird sitting in a nest. It's a two-story building, and it's clearly an inn and tavern. Shall we? Yeah. Hartroffen kind of stumbles his way in. Inside, there's a you know there's a there's a tavern area bar on the ground floor. There's actually uh, four people just sort of sitting around here. Although it's early morning, they're leaning over their drinks and just sort of <laughs> they're they're starting pretty early. They've got their they've got their beers and, and, and you know the sun is just barely starting to come up. The farmers are just setting up the farmers market. These guys are already working on their drinks, and then there's a middle aged female walking around. She's back behind the bar, sort of going backwards and forwards. When she sees you guys, she pops down below, and then pops up again right near the front door. 
where she's got a drawer and a couple placards uh, with the specials for today on it. Offers you a hand and says, hey, I'm Ruby. Uh, <laughs> Everyone so, here, by the way, is dressed in warm fur. It's it's really cold inside here. Brains full, everybody. Five. Three. Six. Yeah, so this um, hot, uh, you're not thinking about this. Maybe you're, maybe you're looking at Ruby. But uh, the other two guys are like, you kind of expected the fire to be going. You know, if you walk into a tavern, there's a fireplace right over there. But everybody's wearing like three layers of fur and shivering. Mm. I, yeah. She extends her hand and I look at Drake and then I look at her. And then I sort of, you know, for a huge man, sort of timidly shake her hand. <laughs> so does she pop? She, does she pop down and pop up like out of existence, or does she just? Are you just saying she was one place and then she just kind of walked over? Uh, you know, almost like a like a gopher, I mean it, like yeah, not as not as uh, not as fast as a gopher, but right, yeah. in a way that seems almost comically fast. Both her and Armand back at the shop, mm-hmm. like they don't walk from one place to another. They pop down below the counter and then move over there and pop up again. They do it real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hodroffin actually, as as Halford shakes her hand, he like ducks underneath their handshake and like walks backwards looking at her. And he's like, <laughs> um, I... No. And then he'll walk over to a chair. He doesn't sit in the chair. He examines the chair, but he doesn't sit in the chair. Almost okay. like he's never seen a chair before. Uh, when you sit down, all four of the other patrons look up at you simultaneously and they consider you for just a couple seconds and then they all yep. look down. Yep. He looks at the chair like, what is this for? And when he sits down, he looks like almost surprised when it happens. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Halford Ruby okay. Ruby is explaining to you the specials of the day. Uh, if you want to stay at the inn, uh, that's uh, twenty silvers a night. Comes with a hot breakfast and dinner. Got a dozen open rooms on the second floor, and here are your specials. You can take that back to the table. Just call me over when you're ready. He he like he's like sort of absolutely nods and he says, uh, "Why why do you not have a fire?" Oh, <laughs> I I like to keep it colder in here. Uh, you know, I'm I'm. I'm from this land, and uh, maybe if you're not used to it, it seems a bit cold, but uh, no, it is the way we like it. Oh, yeah, it's the way we like it. Huh. Oh, all right. If you, you want to you... warm up, though, I can I can serve you some ale. It'll warm you up. I've got some great mead. My husband makes it. Uh, we've got some stuff that we've just brought in from the last caravans come through. Are you, are you a drinking man? Yeah, yes, three three meads, please. <laughs> coming right up, coming right up, and she pops down straight down below the counter, and you don't see her pop up again. So he wanders over to where uh, Hathrafen is. He says, "What? A, what? What do you make of this place? This is uh, just not normal." And he'll kind of trace his finger along the table a little bit, and then like hop up and take the chair and turn it on its side, and then it says, "No, it is not." There is not, there is not good here. I don't think there is. Before and before anybody has a response, Drake stands up, doesn't even tell 
Hot Roth and or Halfred what he's doing, and he strolls up to the spot where the he thinks the drinks are, and goes to grab himself a drink himself, and sees if anybody reacts to that. Okay, so uh, it's a big keg, and it's mm-hmm. on the other side of the counter. Uh, you okay. could either walk all the way around the counter, or you could get up on the counter and sort of lean over. Yep, he's gonna lean over and just attempt to do that and see what happens brain troll a six yeah you very slightly look to the left and look to the right you can see the full length of the space behind the bar she's not here okay and then i go to pour myself a drink and then go to sit down and see if anything happens nothing happens at all when uh when you sit down uh the other patrons all look up at you and they regard you for a couple seconds, and they look back down at their drinks again. So Drake looks at Halfred and looks at Hot Rathen and says, um, these townspeople are not who we think they are. We're, it seems like they're on a loop. Just then she pops uh. up from behind the counter. She's got a tray. It's got three ales. And she uh, whisks on out to you and like sets it down on the table. Says three, three elves for three boys. Uh, meat. I'm sorry, three meats for three boys. I got you the right thing. I didn't get you the wrong thing. I got you the right thing. You guys uh, just enjoy your meat. Uh, if there's anything else you want, my name is Ruby. I know that you have places to go. Uh, searching for someone lost in the north. Better get moving. Better get moving. Okay. See you later. And she pops down between two tables and. You didn't even see where she went. So uh, I've been kind of turning this chair a little bit on the ground and he'll kind of pick it up, put it off to the side. And it's made this little kind of like circle almost from it when it's been spinning. And at that point, at that point, he'll he'll draw a person kind of in in the middle of the circle and he'll start to kind of stroke it a little bit. And uh and he'll he'll say, uh, uh, Litna, 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 who's the she's the goddess of like life and fertility and everything, and uh, and say, um, uh, uh, please, uh, please let me know if if these people belong to you or not, um, if if you would be so 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 very 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 kind, and he kind of wants to see if people around him have uh any connection to to the to life's thread if they're if they're truly here or if they're kind of uh like a a husk of such especially with drake saying that they're kind of on a loop he wants to know if they're like if they're alive if they're still real or not or if they're copying People. yeah i get it um you you met shadow people on the way up here and this exactly yeah a different form of a shadow of a person. Yeah, I like that. That's that's cool. Um, we are going to make a spellcasting roll in a moment. I'm going to give right. you a DL. Let me think about this. This is divination, obviously. Mm-hmm. Beat a four. All right, I got a six. Four plus two. So. Yeah. So take an experience point for yes and, and think about what your and is going to be. The little humanoid figure uh, in the middle of your circle feels warm to your touch you place your index finger on it and you feel the power coming up through your hand and spreading from your hand out to the rest of the circle 
Uh, you know that you're seeing truth right now. Mm -hmm. And so you close your eyes and you just trust your senses. You see a hand is not your hand. Each of the fingers and thumbs has a human head on it. There's Ruby. There's that guy over there. There's that lady over there. These are the Ruby and the patrons of the bar. Their heads are all on one hand and the hand is not yours and it's not human. And then the vision is over. Hmm. All right. Um, as my aunt, could I ask a question? Do I potentially see the arm or or the 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 extension where the hand leads to? Yes. The fingers pop up into the room you're in, and the mm -hmm. palm of the hand is directly beneath you in the in the basement. Mm. There's something in the basement. All right. So yeah, he'll um he'll very quickly kind of erase like dust out the the circle and the figure and everything and he'll uh, he'll stomp on the ground a few times. At this all like, of the patrons look up in your direction they're all watching very keenly now. Mhm. Mm and uh the other two guys what are you doing while he's doing all this? I probably pull the meat like half to my lips like watching him. And then he gets, as he gets more agitated, I put it down and then look over to Drake and I say, don't, don't drink that. Uh, Drake doesn't even pull it to his lips. He just kind of looks to Halfred and nods like, yeah, I was, you know, probably wasn't a good idea in the first place kind of thing. I give it a good sniff, though, you know, to see if it smells funny. And does it smell like meat or does it smell off? It smells like normal mead, but you know what? There is another smell in this place. It's it's like sulfur. Do you do you smell that? I do. Same as the uh, as the shop. Yes, one would think that all of this is connected. Hothrofen, what what were you doing? What what did you see? Anything? And I'll go shh shh, and I'll like rub the top of his head and go shh, and I'll kind of gesture for you to come close I, I lean in i'm used to this stuff <laughs> yeah and you say the, the the hand the hand is down there he like he turns his eyes up yeah, and, and he'll look at you up. like wide he'll like lean back wide-eyed and like lift his hand up and like wiggle his fingers Right, like I never know exactly what you're talking about, but I trust that you know what you're talking about, even if I can't understand it. Yeah. So and he'll, like, at that point, he'll like he'll like reach it, he'll like pinch his thumb and wiggle it, and then like point to Ruby, and be like, "Huh? Right? Oh, see? I almost feel like I should make a brains roll, see if I can." <laughs> I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, but but coupled with what Drake said, right? Like, okay, um, so so what are you saying? Is there is is this not real? Is is this this is there? Oh no no no! It's it's real! It's real! It's I mean it, it's yes it's but but no them no yes but yes but they're not them but yes. And Drake, Drake kind of does another big sigh and kind of looks to Halfred and says, um, these are the puppets. We must find the puppeteer. Ah, yes. Um, 
And when you say that, uh, Ruby calls over from the other side of the room. You boys doing good over there? Have you decided on some kind of breakfast, perhaps? We can fry up some eggs. Everybody loves eggs. You love eggs, he, right? I think everybody yeah. loves eggs, don't they? You love eggs? Hot Robin yells, like, top of his lungs across the bar. He's like, you silence, Mater! Silence! Her eyes go really big. She just looks at you for a few seconds, and then she pops down below the bar. Hotrofen, you said below? Yes. He, you know, stands up from the table. The chair kind of, like, pushes back. It sort of, like, scratches across the floor. And he says, we must find the door then. Hmm. The other four uh, patrons are all looking at you now. I don't I don't think I care. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hotrofen looks at them now, and he's like, shh. Like, I don't pull the sword or anything. But like he's sort of casting about looking for like a like a pull door, like a trap door on the floor, or if there's a door that leads sort of away and not upstairs, right? I also have a mechanical question. Okay, and what's everybody else doing while you're glancing around? Uh Hadrafen is kind of rummaging through his satchel. He has a he has a small small bowl of of something that he's looking for. Uh, it's a mess in there, though. He, he's got like sticks and and animal carcasses and and like dried up fruit and everything that he's kind of rummaging with. Brains roll for Halfred. All right, six. Coming back around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a yes and. It's going to be a weird and. Think about that. You decide to pretend you're fixing your shoe so you you bend over and you're messing with your shoe and you look to the right and you look to the left and then you look over there by where one of those patrons is sitting just across the table from another one and you see something weird it's like a line a thin maybe inch wide like a shadow but sort of a dark pink color it stretches out from the foot of this guy goes that way back behind the bar and then you see another shadow stretching out from under the foot of the other guy goes off behind the bar in the same direction. There's sort of this. Okay. So there's like a pink line. It's got a little bit of thickness to it. Like a snake trying to flatten itself out. Mm -hmm. Connecting both like a power cord from the bottom of their foot going back behind the bar. Okay. Um... And... <laughs> I mean, do we go for the like the super obvious and they don't get up to impede us? <laughs> it seems like a cop out. Shit, I don't know. You guys have anything? And you can tell by the way these people all respond at once and look up and look down at once that they will all attack at once. And uh, if you're going to make any sudden move, you're going to have to take that into account. There's going to be four of them all acting at one at once. Okay. So I, I stand back up and I sort of like straighten myself out and, um, you know, I put my hands on the table and I lean down to those two. And I say, there is a, to use your, um, what well, we see, so wouldn't say metaphor, right? I don't think he's that smart. Fuck. I don't, I don't know what dumber word to use. Um, I think you just, you just use saying it or something. You use it with your eyebrows indicating italics, like, your hand is right over there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, uh, I, I believe the the door that leads to your uh, puppet master is behind the bar, but those four will try to impede us. They may not be who they once were, or they may be unwitting pawns. And then I have a mechanical question. Sure. So as far as like spell, because it's not D&D, how long would a spell typically last for, right? So like if I cast protection now on these two, does it last for a minute, two minutes, five minutes? You tell me roughly what you're shooting for. Like I want to be protected for the next couple hours and that determines the DL. Okay. That's um, part, part of what determines the deal. I would say, because I, I think I think if one of us starts to cast, it triggers whatever whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But because I failed before, I want to you know fulfill my role as protector. I see eerie shades of Jack Nash. Um, <laughs> and, and, and and beseech the great uh, bear mother to protect my my comrades as we as we go forth. So I want to give them each a minor protection. So say like a plus one mechanically, uh-huh. you know, for the next few minutes, right? So like like D and D combat frames are are short little pockets of time, right? So like even a minute is longer right. than any or, combat yeah. is ever going to last right like right but i mean you can you're just basically you'll get used to it right you phrase it narratively and i'll try to interpret you mechanically and if i have a question i'll ask for clarification but if you said something like um we're just asking for a small amount of your protection in what we were about to do yeah, uh, yeah. that works <laughs> okay. all right all right <laughs> It, it's kind of loosey-goosey, so I'm, I'm trying to find my footing because there's, yeah, yeah. There, there's no crunch for me to like put my feet on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so in what we are about to do kind of implies like the next scene or whatever. That'll work. Okay. Yep. Because in real life, that's what you say. You don't know how many minutes it's going to be. Right, 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 right. Please protect me while I'm down at the DMV. <laughs> that's all day. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I, could, I could imagine if we're doing this like narrative, I mean, obviously we're doing it narratively, but like I could see uh, like a hand a, on each a, of your shoulders. Well, no, even like, so like if we're talking about like the length at which the spell would last, like a, perhaps like a no and attack from an opponent could like break through the spell and end it or like a no but could break your like a no and could like means like you break your concentration like you're carrying a plus one right now that's that's nothing that's ever happened in a core game before so i think yeah. we have to be willing to to play with it a little bit especially when you're talking about something like a deity because ostensibly they're going to be judging you by your actions not by your mechanics or by your words Right. So it's like what your character actually ends up doing. I have to make a quick call as to whether that makes the deity happy. There's no way to mechanize that. <laughs> we just have right. to kind of remember it and go with it. So I think that's cool. So um, let's say beta six for me, John. All right. I hope so. Oh, there's a six in there. I got an eight. That is a yes. And now you said to protect your 
companions, but you didn't say yourself. I think for the and you should you should throw yourself in there. Okay, fair. I like that. Yeah. He he wouldn't have um, been thinking about it that way, but I you know like maybe maybe she you know she sends the sentence like ah stupid. What about you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a, that's a good and. So all of you now have uh, an extra one armor. Woo! Nice. Uh, does that trigger anything, or because he like puts their, his hands on each of their shoulders, kind of like has his head down, is muttering a prayer? You know, I assume like there's some little bit of glowy CGI bits or whatever. Um, <laughs> does does the, that trigger a reaction or? The patrons are all very interestedly looking over in your direction, but it doesn't seem to have triggered anything. And when your spell is over, and you look up in each other's eyes. You realize that you're you're blessed. Now is the moment. Uh, it won't last forever, but you feel the energy. Yeah, I I, I think Halford turns like draws the sword, king, you know, mm-hmm. and then starts walking towards the uh, the back of the bar. Yeah, yeah, and Hardrafen uh, 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 had has found what he wanted in his bag, and when he kind of comes up. He has a, a hand that he drags down his face and it leaves this like trail of black just down the middle of his face. Oh. Just rubbed like he's rubbed coal like down, like marking, marking his readiness for this. Ooh, you're really scary, man. It's the marking <laughs> spot. In. Okay. So we're all going just back to the edge of the bar and around. Mm-hmm. I, I think actually like, what yeah, I want to do way to walk around a bar. I, do we want to cut off the fingers first before we go to the hand? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think I actually want to try to see if I could sever that thread. Right. But, but you have to walk over there. To, like we got to be next to them to do it. Right. But like, I know where, where it is. Well, they're all sitting closer to the bar than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of have, have to, to walk past them anyway, but you could, you could get, you know, sort of keep your distance from them, make it to the bar, or you could walk close to them. That's up to you. I walk close because I want to cut the thread. Okay. At least on one of them, right? And see what happens. Okay. So as soon as you walk uh, close to one of them, uh, they all look up in your direction, and the one closest to you says, Hi, my name is Ralph. I'm a trapper. Are you? Your savior. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he yeah. swings the sword at, at, the, at the thing. Oh, yeah. Give me that roll. Okay, we're in action frames, everybody. Everybody decide what you're going to do in a second, but uh, Halford's yes. going first. Besides oh. rolling his eyes, he'll do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a six total. I don't know if it's a, if it's a called shot or... Uh, I don't think you really need to consider calling it. I understand you're trying to hit the, the tendril, and it's actually doing nothing. It's a, it's a deal, too, but when you hit it, uh, it resists more than you thought it would, um, like a steel-reinforced garden hose or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you do hit it. You do put a nick in it, and at that point, all four patrons scream. Okay, now yeah, now we're really in action, friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got uh, one of them on each of you, two of them on Halfred. I am going to berserk. Oh, yeah, I think you should. I think you should. 
fuck, I am not going to berserk. Little trapper dude right in front of you. And the woman who's sitting at this other table right over here, they both fly at you like, oh my God, two fingers of the same hand trying to grip you between them. And just, they're literally trying to tear into you with their fingers. I've got a five and a four. What do you got? So my attack roll is a four. My defensive roll or my defense is going to be four as well. So I got a two on the die, a plus one for the hide, plus one for the blessing. Okay. You've got two against me right now. That turns my five and four into a three and a two. And your adjusted total was? Uh, four for attack, four for defense. Yeah. Yeah. Neither one of these things is, is hitting you. Um, in fact, I think what happens is um, as you're swinging downward, they're both trying to come up to the spot where you just were a second ago. You just like duck quickly beneath them and they mm. smash into each other. Okay. You take no damage at all. And are you, you're, uh, are you like, how do you work this swing in? So, yeah, I think like he, you know, he hits the, the tendril and it kind of resounds a little bit and he just, you know, kind of comes up in a big swing and tries to get both of them almost like a baseball swing. Now they're like face to face. You're trying to yeah. sever both their heads at once. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because that is a yes. And so you actually do sever both their heads noise yeah two human heads fall to the floor all four heads still screaming and what's left uh their bodies their clothing falls to the floor and you see really quick it's just for a blink of an eye these two pink snakes that get withdrawn quickly back behind the counter there's nothing here but a pile of clothing and a bunch of blood on the floor. And the two screaming heads quickly stop screaming, Drake and Hot, what are you doing? Oh, these are the two. They're coming at you. I know what you're doing. You're trying mm-hmm. to defend yourself. Drake, I got yeah. a six. I'm coming at you with a six. Hot, I got a one. This one fucked up bad. <laughs> so uh, Harafen is that, that <clears throat> chair that he had used previously to make the circle on the ground. As this thing rushes towards him, he actually reaches back, grabs the chair, and just tosses it at this thing, trying to distract it, trying okay, to like this, impede its this movement. Is an old man with very long hair is a tall, thin old man with very long hair, and you're trying to smack this old fucker. Yeah, so uh, I, like, I got I, a, I got a four. Oh, a four mm-hmm. is a yes and man. You not only do a point of damage to him, but something else good happens. What is it? So unlike uh, unlike the one that Halfred the two that Halford just decapitated where the, where the snake, where the little pink snake runs off. Uh-huh. Um, he throws it in the thing. It, uh, it ends up actually getting like entangled in the chair. Oh, Oh yeah, it is. It's tangled up in the chair and the guy is, uh, is squealing in a, in a sound that doesn't actually sound human. More like maybe a pig, a stuck pig. Mm. Now the fourth one, is uh, a guy with an immaculately groomed beard and a well-waxed mustache and a mandolin sitting on the table behind uh, or beside him. And uh, he's actually trying to smash you with this mandolin, Drake. I rolled a six. What'd you roll? I rolled a nine. You have any armor? Uh, well, at least one. Yeah, at least one. Um, I don't think he really wears armor. He's got his cloak and his his pants and his boots, but I don't think he technically has any armor. 
Okay, so your natural roll was a six, right? Yes, correct. Uh, okay, so that's uh, I got a neg one against me, and that it's it's still a no. It's still a no. So this guy swings at you with his mandolin. You easily duck out of the way, and what do you do? After he kind of misses me, I do a quick. I decide to do a spell, and what I quickly do is I like someone using their finger on like uh, an iPad, like an artist. I draw a quick sketch of this being. It almost looks like a a doll version of this bearded man, okay. and and then um, after I make that kind of look of him, I take my hand of that sketch that's in the middle of the air and I squeeze my hand on it and all the parts kind of crack and kind of fit in between the, my hand and I will um, perform harm. Oh, how much harm are we trying to do here? Uh, let's see. Now, you know, for sure three would kill. Yep. I think, yeah, I think he would just go for what he knows would be a natural kill. It wouldn't be anything, anything, Above that, nothing below that. Beat a seven. Okay. Yep, that's a nine. Oh, man. So you crush this thing, and at the same time, the body of your opponent gets crushed in just a completely unnatural way. Pink stuff starts to crack and ooze out of its skin, and it loses human form. It doesn't even try to look like a human face anymore. It's just pink, uh, like chewed bubblegum, like big wads of chewed bubblegum instead of a face. And it's trying to untangle itself from this chair, but it can't. Not this round. I think the round is over. We're going to a new round. Uh, Is there anything around me? There are, well, there's two of them right above you. No, there was the clothing right above you. They fall. You are, you are like five feet from the bar. The other two are further than you're just, you're the closest one to the bar. There's nothing around you at all. No. Can I step up and hit one? Because uh, uh, Hothraven uh, threw a chair, right? So he's not close. You're maybe six feet away. I think you could step in and hit. Yeah. Okay, I will do that then. Yeah. So this is an axe blow from you and the other two guys. What are you doing? Let me hear what you're doing before we mm. let's, de- let's declare our shit. Okay. So I've got off. the I've got the groomed beard bard <laughs> and the the long haired fisherman, and the groomed beard bard is tangled up in the chair and he now looks like pink goo, but the fisherman still looks like a fisherman and he's attacking Jesse. I think at this point. Uh, Hodroffin is kind of just in defensive mode because he didn't pull his, his axes out or anything. Uh, and but he has a little bit of a smile on his face because he sees Halfred like behind this guy, so he's got he's not worried too bit too much, but he's like playing, he's still like trying to keep his distance and like gonna play kind of like the the dodge and weave. So, are you defending this round? I am defending this round, yes, okay. Drake? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm actually going to I'm not gonna go around the bar. I'm just gonna hop over the bar or just pop prop myself over the bar to see where these tendrils are headed. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're running. You gotta run a few, I don't know, maybe ten feet, twelve sure. feet. 
that gives you a little speed so you can jump over the bar. Okay. And as you're doing that, you see that Ruby is popping up and you see her like in the act of popping up. She's a pink tendril that comes from somewhere down at the end of the bar. And it just, her clothing is like in a pile on the floor. This tendril shoots up, pops up through the clothing. And now she's standing there in front of you and Halfred. Uh, yeah, I sw- I'm swinging at that one that's going after Jesse, so I got okay, a we all seven. Eat. We got a seven total. This guy's not ready for you at all. All you got to do is beat a two. He has a little bit of armor, but it's still a yes and. Uh, where do you hit him? Um, he's not aiming for anything like you know center body mass, right? Like big overhand, you know, friggin' chop down on this thing. Oh, overhand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You cleave this guy's uh, hat into the blade comes down through his skull, which just once you've cracked the, the sort of the, the tough surface of this thing, it's all gooey and wet inside. There's a good strong blow. So you cleave it open and then there's like no resistance. Your axe swings right down through the guy, like slices his coat in half. The tendril that comes out of him is actually two tendrils because you've split it in half. They pull themselves together. This all happens in a second. They pull themselves together into one tendril and then shoot out the bottom of his pants leg back behind the bar. We're going over to Drake and then uh, Hop. Drake, you have this one dude tangled in a chair right in front of you. He's actually not paying much attention to you. He's, he's trying to get untangled from the chair. So you've got pretty much free... Oh, you've already moved and jumped behind the counter. I am wrong. You're standing in front of Ruby and you have pretty much free reign to do anything because she wasn't ready for you to be there. Um, Do you get a swing? No, you probably spent your move running and jumping across the bar. That's it. You can just get yourself ready for the next frame. And now, hot. Could I grab the guy that's in front of me and set Halfred up for a better attack? Well, Halford has just sliced this guy in two. Oh, so he's not up anymore. Uh, he's gone. There's a pile oh, of gone. clothing on the floor. The only one oh. left standing is the one that Drake has tangled in a chair. And it doesn't even look human anymore. It's just a pink blob of tentacles and shit. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna run over then and try to grab the grab the tendril of that thing to make sure it doesn't get away. Because I've yeah. we've seen the other ones kind of like run into obscurity i'm gonna grab this one and see if i can kind of hold it steady to make sure this it doesn't is, go anywhere so we have this a is actually the last one left yeah. out in the front area of the room and you need to beat a six with a All grace right. roll do you have anything you can add to it i don't and i rolled snake eyes so mm. <laughs> okay sorry it's gone Whoosh. take an experience point learn to be faster <laughs> uh that is the end of that round and the the only person in the room now except for you guys is ruby who's standing right in front of drake uh she's looking at you and her face does not look friendly anymore drake she says make a move and i'll destroy you um he looks at her and kind of gives like kind of a wry smile and he's kind of like your establishment sucks. 
and he is going to um, put a hand on her, and he's going to try to cast Rot. Ooh. All right. You said not to touch anything. <laughs> I told you not to touch Yeah, anything. do as I say, not as I do, Johnny. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so you're going to make her age and decay? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, like... How, how far do you want to go with this? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go forty. I'm gonna go four decades. I'm gonna go forty years. Wow. You need to beat an eight. All right. Press my luck. See what happens. Wow. I got an uh, exactly an eight. That is a yes, but haha. Okay. She says, "Make a move, and I'll destroy you." You say your establishment sucks, and you reach out and grab her. Um, when the energy flows from your hand down into her, you just feel this connection with something much larger than a human. Whatever it is that you're harming, 40 years isn't as long to it as it is to you. Mm-hmm. And her, her skin sort of withers and dries, and she looks like a cracked old apple. But then she just withdraws through her clothing and back the tendril goes back down through a little hole in the floor all the way at the end of the bar. The thing that you just sensed the presence of is a lot bigger than a human being. Drake points. One experience point for everybody. Okay. Drake points to where he saw the tendril fall through and uh, and he says, over there. But be warned, this thing is a lot bigger than all of us. Should we burn down the building? That's probably why there was no fire in the hearth. It may be scared of fire. Fire bad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, this thing, perhaps. Uh, it, yeah, when when Halfred says something about fire, a something gleams in Drake's <laughs> eye. And he smiles, and oh, he doesn't. Pyro, are we? Yeah, he doesn't say anything, but you know that he is up for it. Y- you know what? Like he sees that gleam, Jesse's and then he vision, right? I mean, Jesse's vision was it's it's in the basement. So if I, you could burn the whole building, but it's not going to burn the basement. Well, so so I so I have a thought, right? So his eyes light up, and then I'm like, but wait, we we don't know where the town's people are perhaps it has them maybe it's feeding on them in the basement uh we perhaps it has perhaps perhaps it has piku in the basement and if we get her and then we kill this thing then not only have we bested the creature that she couldn't best but we also rescued her so maybe they'll give us even more silver and more recognition stars in his eyes this one <laughs> um, he he looks around for a, like a torch, a, a lantern, a lamp, you know, something that we could light a fire. And he, in. he uh, uh, uh looks <laughs> at you. Interestingly enough, there is nothing in this building yeah. <laughs> uh, that serves uh, your your purpose. I break uh, yeah. one of the chairs, wrap <laughs> the leg in in cloth, and I will light that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. Hot Rob actually he he looks and he starts to rub his hands together a little bit, and then he he gives them uh, a gentle blow 
and he and he he just says um he's like uh he's like please please lufin please and he just kind of and blows it and and uh wants to create kind of a a, a spark almost a, a a a flitter of light around him fire no light fire light what's what's the purpose here because uh, it, it looks like Halfrin's afraid of the darkness, and so he's going to attempt to to provide uh, provide uh, sol- not, uh, solace to him. It's not it's not that it's uh, dark in here. I mean, it's early morning. We got a little bit of sun coming in through the windows. Oh, you know, um, but but we're going. But we're going. If we're going into the basement, he's assuming it's going to be dark in there, and he and he wants to help Halfrin out. Oh, I see. I thought okay. All right. So this is preparatory. Gotcha. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Uh, but it's not in your specialty, though. It's, it's not. No. Like, it's kind of like conjuring. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Beat a five. All right. That is a five, six, seven. Minus one is six. Oh, wow. You know what? Your deity is really happy with you today. This well, is Lufin is the Lufin is the brother of Fodden, so you know I kind of have a little bit of connection there. So you are <laughs> good. Feeling, you you're aware right. now, even if you even if you forgot in between, because a lot of weird shit has been happening. You get a renewed sense of that hope and connection that you are blessed and you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're literally glowing. You're literally yep. glowing. <laughs> All right, I, I think we're ready. We're gonna be. Yeah. And I hold the torch, the, I hold the leg out towards him to see if it catches. <laughs> I imagine it's almost, it's almost like uh, like fireflies or whatever, like kind of like mm. floating around him. Oh, that's cool! Giving, and, off, uh, giving off like an a, a, like a an intense, uh, a much more intense illumination. Did yeah. I give you an XP, Jesse? If not, take one. You did not. I shall take one. Okay, there is uh, a little hole in the floor, and that little hole is actually in the center of a larger square panel that can be lifted out, a real human-sized ladder. Yep, I'll I'll pull it open. Yeah, there is, in fact, a a cellar down here. It's, It's extremely cold. You hear the sound of running water down there. It's really dim. So Jesse, you coming up to the edge, shine your light a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a wine cellar, so you've got lots of racks and lots of bottles. There's a glint of light off the bottles of the wine. And somewhere out of view, but sort of uh to the east and a little south of you, there's a sound of trickling water. The room seems to be about forty by twenty feet with rows and rows of wine casks. You don't see anything, but you're just looking down through a hole. There's I a ladder. Hook, yeah, I'll hook the axe torch in one hand, and I, I guess I'll go down first. And I, I go down, like, facing forward, right? So, like, I have my, my hand on the, on the, you know, like, behind me holding the ladder, and I'm going down holding the torch in front of me. Does that make sense? Where instead of climbing down facing the ladder, I'm facing away from the ladder. Uh-huh. You know, Almost like scooting down on your butt kind of thing. Okay, so I'm going to need a grace roll from you. Sure. Um, I'm I have like athletics that. or acrobatics. I do have like athletics. That. Yep. Yeah, go ahead and add that. 
I got what is that? I got a five. Okay, so you so you don't slip and fall, and you don't hurt yourself, and you are in a position to tell me just in a second what you do when a thick pink tentacle shoots out of the darkness and attempts to grab you around the center like a fucking anaconda, because that's what's I, happening. I, <laughs> I I try to stick the torch on it because it's cold, yeah. right? So like I feel like this is going to be the best. Okay, the best here we go. Plan. So that. Um, Mm. That'd be a grace roll, I guess. Maybe. You know what? I think we consider it an alternate weapon class. You're trained with axe. This is a swinging weapon, but a neg one. So. Okay, so it'd just be a straight roll. Okay. Oh, I do have. Well, I have fighting plus one. I don't know if you want to, or if that's yes. not. Okay. I'll give it to you. Oh, a pair of twos. It's going to be a three. <laughs> oh no! This is an eight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You have been grabbed around the waist. You're, which, are you right-handed? Uh, right-handed, yeah. Okay, so the torch is in your right hand. Your left arm is bound to your core because it, the tentacle whips around you and yanks you off the ladder. You're being pulled into the depths of the wine cellar. The other two guys, just they're looking down. They see you, and then yoink, you're fucking gone. What I you guys found do? it! <laughs> um, you're taking a point of might. Okay. Point of harm to my. I'll be right back. You guys get to strategize. <laughs> All right. So, Drake, we're just going to close that door and run away, right? Is that, <laughs> <it>? <laughs> that, that, that That's the twist I wasn't seeing. Right. <laughs> eh, fuck that guy. I didn't ever really yeah. like him. I just pretended that I did. <laughs> His fate is up to Faden now. <laughs> <laughs> He will either prevail or or uh, or Roland will uh, accept him into the Utenfjord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like fire's got to be the thing, right? Like, they had no fire in the hearth. It's cold down sense. there. Yeah, exactly. Plus, fire bad. Like, Again. Fire yeah, bad. Fire bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, unless it ate the other people to be able to intimidate, you know, to imitate them, I... I feel I like mean, it could, gotta it be could in here. Be right? like it doesn't, yeah, like like it didn't need fire because it wasn't like none of these people were alive anyway. So yeah, hmm. I wonder if it could be feeding off of them, right? So like maybe there's a tentacle in yep. them yep. and it's able to transmute that into a form yep. because it's yeah. like slowly yeah. sucking away. It's yeah, it's maybe, a yeah, true like Cthulhu slash puppetry. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So you two guys see your buddy yanked off the ladder into the darkness. What do you do? Um, I will uh, pull out the two axes and make dead eye contact with fought with Drake with like a giant smile, wide eyed, crazy grin on his face (laughs) and just be like, Faden has our back, and he'll just jump down the hole. <laughs> uh, give me a grace roll. You know, you could do might if that's better. Uh, nope. They're the same. That's a three. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you have athletics or anything? Oh, you don't, right? Nope. It's not It's not that far. Okay, so you, you tumble, but you're not hurt. Okay, good. Tuck and uh, roll, tuck and roll. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's your that's your whole action in this frame. Sounds Rolling, good, yep. so you don't get hurt. And Drake? Uh, We're going down or no? Yeah, yeah. 
Drake kind of shakes his head as uh, Hot Raffin kind of stumbles his way down, and he just kind of, again, just does the whole shakes his head and then proceeds to climb the right way down this. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> okay. The cellar itself, again, it's about 40 by 20 feet, lots of wine racks. Uh, you get yanked off the ladder, John, and pulled right between the wine racks down through the center of the room. At the far end of the room, you are pulled into water because it's, it's basically a, a really, really low-budget latrine. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. You've been you've been pulled down into a bunch of water. The last thing you see is the, the toilet seat that you're pulled past. It's just a big wooden plank with a hole in it. And you're yanked down into this cold, cold water. You're going to be at a negative one for whatever you do right now. And you really can't see much. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the torch went out. Like, am I underwater or am I like waist deep in water? Or are you trying to are you trying to hang on to the torch? Give me a graceful if you want to hang on to the torch. Uh, be a four. I got a five. Uh, if I can yeah. use fighting or athletics or whatever, it would be a six. Yeah. So it's up to you whether you want to hang on to it or toss it in a particular direction or what. Yeah, no, I, I hold on to it. I'm, I, I'm thinking that this thing is going to be my salvation. Okay, the torch has gone out. It's been pulled into the water with you. Oh, shit. All right, so I'm, I'm, am I underwater then? You are now literally underwater. Okay. The other two guys, uh, you see the direction that he was pulled in, and you hear a loud splash. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm running over. Yeah. Drake would my feet and, like, okay, so start there's a. Out. There's a latrine at the far end. It's just just plank with it with a hole in it, and uh, at the back end of that plank, there's still more open area. You see, it's an underground river. Actually, the latrine just sort of, you know, you're sitting over it basically. Mm -hmm. um, the place, John, you'll um, you were not pulled literally through the hole in the latrine. You were pulled through this larger area out behind it because it's actually like an open cavern with a large underground river you guys he's he's being pulled away from you sort of southeasterly and you don't see the light but you do catch a glint off of you know the axe blade he's being pulled underwater he cannot hold his breath for too long you guys got to do something fast can we see him at all you see, uh, well, it's it's dark, but there's a little bit of light coming off of Hot's body. So you mm -hmm. see, like, the shimmer off the axe blade or the glint of his armor. He's probably, uh, like, 10, 12 feet away, and he's now he's under four feet of water. So there's just everything's happening really fast. But you see a glint. You see where he is. Mm -hmm. The only way to reach him is to dive in at this moment. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, That's man, I got. I'm, I'm gonna dive in after him. I uh, I call upon the Great Bear Mother to provide me with protection. Yeah, you do. Is this a is this a, a small protection, a medium protection, or a whole fucking lot of protection? I think I think just a medium. Yeah, we're gonna call it a six. Beat a six, okay. and you're gesturing like a mo. Oh, you only have one hand. You're at a negative one, and you have okay. to beat a six. 
Shit. I got a six plus two minus one is a seven. Oh my god, exactly. Exactly. You've got a plus two. I'm also giving you an experience point for that because I thought you were gonna fail. And <laughs> <laughs> so so Feel? you guys see, right, as as uh, as you guys are running up, just you can kind of see where my form is at, and just underneath that, you just see the form of a shimmering bear take take shape around me and as that happens you feel your lungs filled with fresh air <gasps> okay uh the other two guys are diving in grace rolls from both of you just don't fuck up it's a big hole that's a six yeah you're down there um you can grab his foot if you want to oh yeah yeah okay. it's a five for me all right. You're both in the water just because we went uh, in, in this order. It kind of makes more sense anyway, because the closer connection between Halfred and hot. So hot is the closer one. He's grabbed Halfred's ankle and then Drake jumps in. You want to grab hot's ankle? Cause he's being pulled too. You're both being pulled now. Daisy chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's not, he's not the strongest of people. He will attempt to help all right y'all this happens very rarely <laughs> everybody make a health roll okay do i get a bonus for the protection or no uh you get a plus one as a matter of fact you know what hot i think it's time for your plus one <laughs> nah i got double sixes <laughs> okay i also got a six <laughs> i also got a six Wow, everybody take an experience point because you're all smart enough to take a deep breath just at the last minute. Oh, actually, John, you got a magical deep breath. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> it's okay. Take an experience point. He got, a, he, got a, he got a big old French kiss from the mayor, bear mother. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to get, uh, right now I want to get a temp check from Kurt. Are you, are you with us for a little while longer? You think we should cut here because this is a great cliffhanger. I... I think we could come back to it. We almost never one-shot a one-shot, so yeah, like, yeah. this is pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a great fucking cliffhanger. You guys are just, you take a deep breath, and you're being yanked through the water. You have no fucking idea where you're going. Yep. I like but that. But you have the blessings of your gods. Nice. I dig it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Cool. That was awesome. All right. Um, so I'll wrap this. I guess maybe we'll do a bit of a post show to talk about what worked, what didn't work, how you feel sure. by the session went. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate you checking everything out. Um, Patreon up, um, Todd's Patreon is up. We all of us have core products on drive through that you can check out and purchase. There's a link in the show notes for that as well. Kurt has his own podcast, MFG Cast. We're running Core Noir over there as well. Uh, you can't get away from core. Core is going to be everywhere. So just relent and, and just do the core <laughs> thing and buy all the stuff. So, <laughs> so again, thanks for checking it out. Um, if you do like it, please uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choices. Super helpful. Uh, download everything everywhere. Tell your friends and whatever you know the drill. So thanks for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. Peace. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. 
For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.